I had a teacher once that told me you get to look forward to the best sex of your life in your 40s, 50s and 60s. And 70s, honey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. And, you know, Mom said, if, if, if somebody like you had been around when your dad and I were having our problems, maybe, maybe we wouldn't have got divorced. <laughs> Now, I have been teasing and forward announcing all morning for Let's Talk About Sex today. Uh, I'm joined by my usual co-conspirator, uh, oh, Tanya hey. Coons. Hey, hey, Maya. Good to be back in the deck. Morning, Tanya. Um, but today we have a very special guest, Sharla Hathaway, who, in case you missed it a little earlier, Sharla is a PhD clinical sexologist, certified sexological body worker, surrogate partner therapist, the author of Erotic Massage and Eight Erotic Nights and a Storyteller. She founded the Body Joy Intimacy School in Austin, Texas about 20 years ago that's attracted thousands of students from surrounding states to her workshops and classes on new ways to talk, touch and play together while also being safe and sensual. On stage, her raw truth-telling and humour humanises the act of sex, and her other play, Tales of Sex, Magic and Healing, chronicles a dozen short stories of her beloved clients. Uh, and in her own words, yes, intimacy can be taught. We've got Dr. Shala on today. Uh, she's got a special show happening on Thursday, the 2nd of February, at the Red Rattler Theatre in Marrickville, titled... Naked at my age, which is about coming into sex work later in life. Shala, welcome. Wow, it is wonderful to be down under. It has actually been a, a, a wish of mine my whole life. And to get to be here on your, your public radio and talking about my favorite subject. <laughs> Tanya's too. <laughs> yes. Welcome, welcome. Um, we're really happy to have you on the show today and to get to know a little bit more about your work. But I'm really curious to know, I guess maybe first question off the rank is, what made you decide to enter sex work? Was it something you'd always kind of considered or a bit more of an afterthought? Wow, not at all. I mean, I was a violin teacher and a uh -huh. high school teacher, okay, and and, and married and a, a volunteering in my community. And But um, about age 50, my son goes off to college, and I want to go off for an adventure too, and I arrange a marriage sabbatical. Very truthful with my husband. I'll leave Colorado mm -hmm. and go to Austin, Texas, and I... I had what you might call a sexual renaissance, a time of adventure <laughs> Love that. and play. And that led me just to believe, you know, maybe this whole other thing is possible. <laughs> Was there a particular moment in that sabbatical that kind of triggered? That I, that I got bit by the spider? Yeah, <laughs> so to say. <laughs> well, it really came when I decided to... Um, leave my marriage and come back to Texas to, to live. And I, what am I going to do to make money? You know, I could be a substitute teacher or I could, uh, you know, I didn't want to teach violin anymore. I looked down on my end table and all the books I had there were about sex. Oh. I must be interested in sexuality. And then I saw an ad to become an escort, which I knew in my own mind was really a prostitute. You know, you'd always expected full time. I took the plunge. I knew that if I didn't answer that ad, I would forever regret it. And it led me to a fascinating and empowering 
career, for the first time, sex became not about somebody else, but about me. This is the thing that I find super interesting, empowering, because mm. a lot of folks find with sex work um, and escort work that they make an assumption that you're not in your power at all, that it's something you have to do or circumstances have forced you there. But I love hearing you speak about empowerment. And can you tell us a little more about that, Sharla? I think, Tanya, because I was 54 <laughs> before I became a whore. I know those are <laughs> tough words in a way, but... Uh, it's true. I, I, all at once, they were coming to me to, to lead and take the initiative. And what was it that I was able to, at that point, I had a mature body. I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to get fucked too soon, too fast, too hard, too often, or whatever. So I took the lead, slowed him up, mm. got him to breathe. <laughs> Maybe take a half an hour to take our clothes off. And all at once, I realized the power I had in myself to design the sexual experience instead of, as a heterosexual woman, thinking the man was mm. always going to take the lead and, gosh, I guess he's supposed to know and I'm supposed to like it, <laughs> a deal, you know? And so the whole idea of becoming a sex worker was one of the most fascinating, lucrative, empowering, freeing experiences of my life. Wow. Love that. That's amazing, isn't it? So you learned how to take control and direct the experiences where everybody got pleasure. Yes. Where, you know, the woman taking the lead is really the underwritten story because it's in our patriarchy. Mm. It's not supposed to be the norm. And so we shovel all this huge responsibility on the man. And for me to learn and find my own voice. Um, sex work helped me do that and in sex work the couples I see the women I see and the men I see I want to pass that on for you to take the time to just settle into your own body mm. hear and feel your breath and ask yourself those questions and you might not know what you want but the discovery of that fantastic what yeah. an opportunity yeah Charlotte you have a I think really interesting story and i need to get one of the more obvious questions out of the way. I love how before you described your entry into sex work at a later, quote unquote, later point in life as empowering. And I want to know if there were any particular challenges that you had to overcome in getting there. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. It's a very stigmatized, isolating and misunderstood world. You know, how do you introduce yourself to a neighbor? Mm. or, uh, you know, a friend even. Uh, my, my family, I mean, my sisters didn't want to hear about my work. Mm. And we can talk about theirs, fine, you know, but I also looked at myself as a teacher and, a, and an enabler. And it's, it's still kind of taboo. And I, ha I have a son, and that was a very big issue and, because I tend to want to be honest and mm. open with everyone. As you should be. Yeah. yeah. So those, those are definitely challenges. You kind of had to halfway work under the radar. But I think I was extremely lucky in having stellar parents that I could really be honest with and that really supported me. Matter of fact, they came to my Body Joy uh, intimacy school. They took an intimacy class. They were divorced oh, for like wow. 40 years, and they took this intimacy class after <laughs> at age 80, okay, when both Bless. of their significant others are, are, are passed. And... Um, 
they, they and they sat in the front row of my first performance. And you know, Mom said, if 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 somebody like you'd been around when your dad and I were having our problems, maybe <laughs> maybe we wouldn't have got divorced. <laughs> wow. So also, that's a really positive message about you. It's never too late yeah. to learn anything, mm-hmm. is it? We're, right. we're listening to you changing, taking a change of course and direction with your life, and learning about new things. But also, your parents just saying, okay. We can learn some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know so oftentimes sex workers have to be so dis, dis, you know, uh, distanced from their families or whatever. So I think in this regard, um, I was very lucky, and it's important for families to support each other. Totally. Totally. Yeah, totally is. I personally prefer the term uh, experienced over, say, something a bit more rude, like older. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you think you would have had a different experience in coming into sex work if you were much younger do you think that life experience you had played definitely I definitely I was just happy for every single year uh, (laughs) I had under my belt so to speak but um I also thought oh my god I gotta do all this sex work in three years or something because I'll be 60 and then over I have discovered no matter what age you are somebody older or younger will will appreciate your wisdom and your honesty and your openness. But somebody coming in younger, I think, I only spent a couple years basically in in escort, i.e. prostitute, and found a a wonderful mentor and began my education and my steps deeper to become the educator and the empower that, that I wanted to be. And I think sometimes younger, we just don't have that kind of experience and it takes Mm. a big, strong core I love it. The sex workers in North Hollywood have, have unionized for the first time. Yep. And I mean, to get together and to know we have rights, we need to be t- treated correctly. We're a value to society. You know, sex work is adult and it's consensual and it's yeah. valuable to a community. We need to make it safer and we need to stop decriminalizing sex workers and well, their clients. And there's an autonomy behind people who participate in sex work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, your body, your choice, mm-hmm. and also you guys are the the, the cutting edge of consent, mm-hmm. and helping people understand their bodies, how to negotiate, what's going on. I think we really need to realise that, and we have sex workers and kinksters to thank mm. about the consent culture that's Absolutely. on the rise right now. Uh, so that's an important, important thing to acknowledge. It it is, uh, and teaching someone. Uh, uh, about their body and and what it is capable of doing and that honest communication and how that opens up possibilities and I myself have learned so much about consent as we all have in the last 20 years and how that just is the springboard to to your sexual freedom it's a definitely the, the more I dive into consent and consent work I find it uh, so empowering for people learning it it r- literally increases their pleasure exponentially and we'll be having a chat. Charlotte's actually travelling with Dr. Betty Martin, who's running consent training all around uh, Australia. And we'll have Betty in for a chat next time. But for yeah, now, we're yeah. talking about how Charlotte's learnt all about consent and how it you works know, for your clients. It's really interesting because I think in sex, often both partners want to be giving to each other because we want to see ourselves as givers, mm-hmm. right? I mean, um, so nobody's receiving in a way. And so, so much of my sex work has been, whether it's a man or a woman, on my massage table or sitting across from me playing a touch game. Uh, it is about the ability to to receive because that, de- that determines the level of intimacy 
not so much this easy thing of being busy giving so we don't have to mm. have the vulnerability, the of intimacy, receiving. Mm. Yeah, of, of receiving. Yeah. It's not too dissimilar of a discussion or dialogue as in this new film at the moment, The Menu, where there is you know, this dichotomy of givers and takers and actually the fact that you kind of, if you're you know, taking part in something like sex, there's two people in the room, you both have to kind of play this give and take essentially for it to be a satisfying experience overall, which throughout yeah. this film is likened to the hospitality experience and going into a restaurant and being so food. Oh, I really yeah. like Don't it. you just love it that finally sex is not not just something you go behind the barn and do because you're supposed to and it's natural and if you love each other, my God, it's going to be okay. Mm. It's something like, what about presence and awareness and, and experimentation and yeah. and involving your ability to, to choose and even know more what's out there with choices? You'd mentioned workshops like taking a body electric workshop or a tantra workshop uh, and making sex that part of your life that just like anything else, if you want to be a better cook or a better tennis player... Yeah, well, well, books, lessons, yeah. people, friends, you know, work on that. Mm. And that, that menu sounds really interesting because that sounds like it comes back to models that we use around who is this for? Yeah. It's who's doing the doing and who is the gift for? So we have the giver and the gift receiver and we have the doer and the, the person being done to, right? So when that's really clear, you're much more able to be open to receive because you know, oh, this is for me, I can relax, or oh, I'm allowed to do this because that person wants me to do that. There's a, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to it when we can yeah, open when up we can and just let put some attention talk. to that silver lining of life mm. and bring that forward and, um, and find out even, you know, taking a bath with uh, bubbles and rose petals and sipping cognac out of raspberries and <laughs> getting a massage table and putting it up in front of your uh, fireplace and finding the stroking and the kissing sharing sexual fantasies and fears hmm. oh, you know that's a deep one yeah my name's Maya Billig. I'm with Tanya Coons and Dr. Sharla and someone who's been speaking very incredibly and poignantly about entering sex work at age 54 and finding empowerment through doing so. She's got a show happening here locally. She's joining us from the States and she's going to be taking her Naked at My Age show to the Red Rattler this uh, coming Thursday, the 2nd of February. We're going to pop a link up to grab tickets at fbiradio.com slash programs. But give us a little taste, uh, Dr. Charlotte. What can we expect from the show? Why should we go? Oh, my goodness. It's like, man, I'm stepping on stage in my 70s, you know. It's, <laughs> it's like, what's new, you know, after sex work? Um <laughs> Uh, I just, I just really feel impassioned in it, uh, to tell the message to kind of normalize and destigmatize my work. I think, in some ways, since sex workers are the foot soldiers of the women's movement, totally. we need protection. We need to get loans. We need housing. We need all these things. So, um, so I'm passionate to tell my own story of being. A, sometimes we think of sex workers as just the streetwalkers, but there's a lot of us that who have elected it, and uh, have taken that so that's that's my story of naked at my age at the at the red rattler um i'm not seeing clients as much as now on the stage telling uh, sharing the the passion of of this kind of work and its empowerment i sing a song uh about sex in my 20s it's like go straight for the goods 
dude. Uh, <laughs> and and, uh, and then I, I sing another song about becoming a whore at 54. You know, I mean, by God. Um, so I have fun with the story and how I work with people and, and how that can change things. Love that. I mean, the... The joy and passion in your voice in talking about it, it's so infectious. I, I so love to see it. And it's all a testament to you and the way you've, I guess, the attitude you've taken on. And I guess that comes back to that same message that you have in this show. It's all about destigmatizing sex work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if anyone is listening and maybe has been considering taking on the profession or has maybe some friends who are, is there any piece of advice you could give them? I'd say you're really in for a wonderful ride. Uh, it is an, an incredible experience. It's a can, uh, if you can find somebody to help mentor you, and um, uh, you know, locally, I know Tanya, I think, is involved in this work, and uh, we love to take on the men and the women and the people who are interested in a career of sexual empowerment. Uh, you'll find you have a lot of free time for artistic pursuits and, and or motherly or family or whatever. Uh, it's, it's reasonably good money. It is a fantastic way you meet people at their rawest, at their, yeah. at their, most, at their most hopeful and their most feared. And you can take them just one little baby step at a time towards more comfort and love and acceptance of themselves and their body. And I tell you, I feel like I almost have, a, I fall in love with almost every client. <laughs> and standing at the door, I can almost get tears in my eyes now. Uh, when you're in that place in you, and I'm in that place in me, and we understand our humanity and our journeys together, then we are one. That's yeah. exactly it. I've always said that I believe sex is personal development. And you just spoke that in terms, you know, there's opportunities for yourself, but also the people coming to see you, to learn about themselves in that moment, because things are ever changing. So each time, each opportunity will be different and teach you something different. And, and look at as as people involved in human sexuality. I mean, this theme has been so shamed and mm. so stuck under the carpet for so long for really everybody that if you can make a little niche in that and you're working on your own self at the same time, I look how my career has changed in 20 years. What I used to do and say, and then at the end what I, what I do. And, and so age is, age is a precious commodity, even in sex work. Isn't that interesting? Because people often posit that the older you get, the less sexy you get. Yeah. And I disagree. I had a teacher once that told me you get to look forward to the best sex of your life in your 40s, 50s, and 60s. And 70s, honey. Yeah. (laughs) Hello. I've also done a a radio show on sex for women over 50, and we had women in their 70s and 80s couldn't wait to call in and tell us about their orgasms. So I'm like right on sister with that message. I mean, truthfully, orgasm changes when you get older. It's maybe less pulsating or or hard-hitting, but in a way it lasts longer, deeper in the preciousness of 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 your body. Yeah. As uh, so, Knowing so to to, to take those changes as we do, and to see people who can take those and uh, and and do them in the right way. I I hope I can be an example like that. 
I think it's such a great message that you're putting out there that you don't have to fit hegemonic beauty standards in order to be sexy. Exactly. This is the thing. Uh, I, I'm you don't have to get time. it all right as a young person. No. You know, you've got some time. <laughs> it's a work in progress, right? My, 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 my mantra So it's not perfect is, now. That's okay. That's it. And to remember that all bodies are capable of experiencing pleasure. We forget this. Yeah. Yeah, we and really forget this. What a way to take the pressure off your experiences in your 20s. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You're not supposed to know You everything. think, oh, my God, it's going to disappear. i got to get it right now. And, my God, it really isn't right. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's so It's because you haven't learned to talk about sex, you mm. know, and to be vulnerable and to... Something just slipped out of my mouth the other day. I had this wonderful date with a man, and we, he kisses me goodnight and kind of tries to slip a tongue in my mouth, and it just popped out of me. I'm not ready for that yet. Oh and I God. almost like yeah, right. from a distance heard my own voice. It was so easeful. Instead of trying to do the Chinese tickle torture and get my mouth in a position <laughs> that wasn't right or and, and not mention it or not say anything, it's just like, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. Amazing. Well, see, look how you've learned that that's come so easily because mm. I think for a lot of us, that's awkward. Uh, and so that's why Myra and I are constantly talking about you need to talk, get that message out there, say yes, yeah. say no. Yeah. Uh, it gets easier with practice, doesn't it? Yeah. It becomes yeah. automatic. Yeah. I never hug anybody now without asking consent. Uh -huh. And, you know, people are like, that's a bit weird when I started doing that. But now it's like, no, that's what we do because not everyone likes touch. Not everyone likes this. The more we chat, the safer we make it for ourselves and others. And the more comfortable to be with somebody who can tell you no, that's the beginning yeah. of the play field. Mm -hmm. I love a that's good where no. they can take responsibility. And you know you've got someone you can make something with. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Charlotte, thank you so much for popping by mornings today. It's been a wonderful chat. And popping by is just perfect. <laughs> I love it. Do you want to scoot me an email? I got that the other day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We love you down here. We really do. Bless. Um, if you want to recap anything about Dr. Charlotte's upcoming show at the Red Rattler on Thursday, the 2nd of February, and where you can grab tickets, head to fbiradio.com slash programs. If you click on Mornings with Maya Billick, that's where you will find everything about her show, everything about who Dr. Charlotte is and has done. Recap of today's show, Let's Talk About Sex, and we're going to be back in a fortnight, Tanya. We're going to be back in a fortnight with Dr. Betty Martin, who is, I would say, the godmother of consent all around the world, an absolutely brilliant teacher. I'm looking forward to immersing myself in her work shortly. But if you have questions about consent, this is your chance. We're going to have a really great conversation with Betty. Mm. Um, that's in two weeks. So you've got two weeks to think of your questions. Get them in. You know, Betty Martin changed my work from just more simple massage to being able to really react with people. And, and uh, she's changed a lot of sex. She's changed work. a lot of people's lives, yeah. has Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.